Ladies, gentlemen and others, welcome to The Real Deal with Anam C. Today I have a guest that is honestly more of a friend and less of a guest. So I feel like you're just going to hear us hanging out a whole lot. Um, he is a beauty influencer, actor. I didn't know you were a TEDx speaker until we got down to like major guest research. Is someone who does, who sings very, very beautifully. There's so many ways to introduce you and yet I'm falling short of words because you're just so damn multi-hyphen. So welcome to my podcast, Jason Allen. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my God, I don't believe... I, this is technically my first podcast. I've done Woo-hoo! it before, so I'm very excited to do this. I'm glad that you lose your podcast virginity with me. Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I have lots to ask you. So for context, to those of you who are watching slash listening, of course, there's a lot that I know and I'm still going to ask you for people to listen to. But there are certain things that I actually haven't asked you, which I feel like... I should, especially because I want to talk about your journey as a queer content creator, as someone who is so um, out and about and honest about your journey, which I genuinely admire just so much. So let's take this way back to scratch. And let me start with asking you, I've never asked you this before. What was your like coming out to the family like? Because I have to, we have to set context for everyone. (laughs) I don't have a coming out story. I'm one of those gay kids who I, I think I was so gay that everybody just knew I was that gay. There's no there was no one cell in my body that was not, I think, voguing by the time I touched this planet or I was out of my mom's vagina. I don't have a coming out story. And so I, I always wonder, maybe because I'm from a middle class family, so Hamari Almaniya thi closets nahi. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> maybe that's the reason. My dad's been an artist. He's always been around queer people. Um, it was not groundbreaking. It was not something to talk about in my family. It was never an issue. It was not important at all to talk about my sexuality, uh, which bothers me now when I think about it because I feel like yar mera matlab footage chala gaya because sabke pas itni kahaniyan hoti hai mere pas hai nahi ek bhi. But isn't that the most beautiful it is. way I'm of so normalizing lucky. it? Yeah. Because see, I mean, I know you're not originally from Mumbai. Yeah. You're from Nagpur. Yes. You you grew up there. Yes. You were born there. And yes. one would assume that it would have been tougher to come out to a family that's, you, you know, know. That's the thing. My culture shock happened when I came to big cities. Oh. Yeah. For wait, me, it was what? a very opposite. I started uh, being in the business, the whole entertainment business since I was 16 years old. I was dancing always and I was always up on stage. My dad, like I said, was a musician. I've always seen him perform. I've always cross-dressed. I was in an all-boys school. My mom was a teacher in the same school. I was always the lead dancer. Nobody, I would never share the spot. I was winning every competition. The pressure to be the, you know, teacher's child was always there and I was winning in school and I was always famous and I was always feminine and I cross-dressed. My sister would come and she was in an all-girls school and her friends would come for any every annual function and all these events and do my makeup. My mom used to wake up like seven in the morning with my sister. We would rip curtains and buy the most cheapest fabric from stores and make my costumes hot glue, stick things. And you know, while they were dressing their boy as a girl, And my femininity was literally embraced and was celebrated to a crazy extent. So I grew up in a household where it was very normal and it was never like, I never even met people in Nagpur growing up. Now on the Heights end is a little different. Boys from Nagpur were known, uh, there was like this whole gang I remember. There were boys who would dress up in Kashta and would do Launi. 
in Lugras and they would be in Boogie Woogie. Man, you know, this is before DID, guys. guys okay, sorry, Gen Z. Boogie Woogie is like a thing from the <laughs> 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, that only we would yeah. Know. And if you were, if you loved dancing, yeah. you were watching Boogie Woogie. I've gone in person to you watch have? those. Yeah, because. <laughs> I mean, Javed Jafri, Navid Jafri, those guys were the OG dancers yeah. from the early Before 2000s. Before Takeshi's castle happened. Let me never talk about it. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I loved, I, and I used to see boys, uh, there was this venue called Deshpande Hall, where, which is just basically, uh, I think the biggest venue where all these, it's like a stage, it's like a, where all these dance competitions like would a, happen. Yeah, like a Auditorium. Hall, auditorium, yeah. It was known and I remember as soon as I would come in my outfit, I knew I was getting the first prize. The audience would yell my name um, while I was cross-dressing. And it was... Shout out to Desh Pandey Hall. Shout out to Desh Pandey Hall. It's still there. <laughs> so, but when I came to, let's say, Bombay and Pune, when I moved, that was the first time. I also did not understand what queer culture was. Let me tell you, I thought, I thought like I was the only boy on this planet whose heart was beating for a dude or a, watching Lux Cozy ad. I, growing up uh, choices more on that <laughs> I think all the gay kids would relate to it I think our first interactions of understanding is like when we are in the underwear section and you're like really when you're growing up your yeah. parents are you know you're meeting a psychologist they're helping you understand whether you're you're trans or whether you're just a happy gay boy who is mm. accepting who he is yeah. um, first of all major respect to your parents yeah. for being so accepting yes. and th- well, this is not in like present times right this is yeah. like we're talking about I don't want to out your age over here No, it's but okay. are we okay with that yes absolutely okay how old are you I've never I asked will you this. turn 28 this October so we're talking about at least like what 20 years ago yes yeah? yeah and that's something coming from a middle class Indian family yeah. based in Nagpur the the weight of that is something that really makes me appreciate your yeah. parents right now yeah. to me your story sounds like the dream for any gay boy living in India absolutely to be able to have it as normal as it could because I've heard some really tough stories yes um i have friends who are lesbians who are gay we have my husband and i have a close friend who's trans and uh we think that i mean she has one of the toughest stories i've ever heard and we've talked about it on social media as well and i feel like what you have is beautiful absolutely and i will not i appreciate it so much and i give it to my parents and my family and every day they kept me safe they built me in the most they kept it as normal and I I don't I don't think we don't we never spoke about it. I wish we spoke as family about this more, but I even now I'm in the space in life where I feel like why? Because it's, it's such that, an Indian family thing, no? Yeah, to bath karo. Do <laughs> not bath karo. Do not bath karo and bath karo both, right? But I don't want to eat hair now. Because when I took a year ago, I took a year ago, so why do I eat hair? What I love about my parents is like, I, don't, I know they were scared. They knew what the world was out like, but their fear was never bigger than the love they had for me. Their fear never overpowered the love. I'm sure they had questions which they figured and managed amongst themselves and they never put me in that box where I had to answer those questions, which I forever owe. My father, who I recently lost, such a strong man who, I mean, he was my safety net. So right now when I say I feel so scared about men, I think he was the only man in my life that I also think I didn't date for the longest time because I think I was so happy having my dad around. That sounds like daddy issues is really not. But I'm just saying that he was my companion. He, I had a man figure. I didn't need another one. Yeah. When you came to Mumbai after Pune, how long did you live in Pune before you came to Mumbai? I lived in Pune 2012, 13, 14. And I think 14... 
I took a break. Uh, I failed basically in Pune. I thought I'm I'm gonna become a dancer, and I joined like every dance class from Shamak Tower, like name it, and I was in it. And I was competing for that in ballroom, and I was very good at it, but I was not great. And that was a reality check in my life that I got first that I am good, but I'm not the best in this. And then I went back home, and I felt very. I felt like a loser. That was my first loss of life, of like trying something to do and I didn't achieve it because I was so used to winning. And uh, I think that's when YouTube happened, and I saw Michelle Phan. Mm. I think a lot of people can relate to this. Listen, only millennials are going to make this Michelle Michelle Phan yeah. reference. It's just that. when she was turning into Lady Gaga and like putting I don't know circle lenses and I don't know doing double eyelid tapes, whatever. And kind of, it was like, hmm, I kind of get this, and I kind of dig into this. And I was to anyways wear makeup because I was always on stage, and I always dressed up, and I dressed up in characters, or like I loved being sexy and fancy. Um, so I was just like playing with makeup, and I started. I posted a couple of photos on it on Instagram. My friend forced me to go on Instagram. My dad was like, "Why don't you just join NIFT? Uh, sorry, NIFD, not NIFT, mm-hmm. and it's a Nagpur." Mm-hmm. So I enrolled, thinking I'll just study costume designing because I want to dance. I should know how to make my own costumes, and I went there. Why? Literally ten days into this college situation, which I was, which I was trying to go to college now. Um, somebody saw my images on the internet and they asked me to come to Bombay, and then I came to Bombay, and then it was a hoax. Yeah, it was a really bad experience, and then uh, but Bombay आ चुके थे, थप्पड़ खा चुके थे, इतने चौबीस घंटे में. And then I was like, अभी यहाँ आ गए हैं और मेकअप करना पसंद है और स्टेज पे भी जाना पसंद है तो आई वॉकड अराउंड फ्रेंड ऑफ माइन वॉज लाइक ए थियाट्रिकल मेकअप का स्टोर है यहाँ पे विच इज कॉल क्राइलन इट वॉज इन वाटर फील्ड रोड एंड आई वेंट टू द स्टोर टू बाई मेकअप आठ हज़ार रुपये थे मेरे पास तीन हज़ार की दो रंतों की टिकट बाकी पैसे बचे तो तुम खरीद लो डरमा पैलेट वेरी दैट वॉज दियाटीट्यूड सो खरीदे पैलेट और वहाँ पर लिखा था वी आर हायरिंग सो आई आज द सेल्स गर्ल की कितना पैसे देते हैं She said, with whatever you make sales into my number, and I was like, oh cool. I was like, अभी जाके कैन आई गिव एन इंटरव्यू एंड शी सर येस आई वेंट अप आई गिव एन इंटरव्यू गॉट द जॉब डिड नॉट गो बैक होम And you stayed in Bombay I with stayed. a Kralin job. I didn't know you worked at Kralin. The store is still there. Yeah. Right there at Waterfield Road. Yeah. Then I met celebrity makeup artists as I was working there. Um, they introduced me to the fashion culture. I taught myself, bought magazines. Every first salary, I would buy one Starbucks, one magazine. Teach myself what an espresso shot is. Teach myself what this whole culture is about. Somebody introduced me to a group of stylists. I finally, after a year, left Krylin. Uh, started freelancing with local photographers in Mumbai. Uh, started making fake cards and entering Lakme. I would like sneak in Lakme and distribute my cards in the launch area. Out of which my card went to Sarah Jane Dias, went to her agency. Her makeup artist backed off. I got a full time, um, so I became a celebrity hair hair makeup artist with no experience, no team. I had a very small kit, and Sarah used to buy me makeup and give it to me. And then uh, I always say, "Khuda gawa hai," or "Jo tumari cheez hoti hai, wo tumari hoti hai," or "Jo khuda tumari likke rakta hai, wo tumari hoti hai." Tumari barkat koi nahi chhin sakta. It's one thing I always believe in. I knew my I was meant for something more, and because I always loved being entertainer, and I knew I want to be famous. To an extent where I can prove this person wrong, I kept working and working and working. इस उस इसका उसका करके producers मिले कोई directors मिले फिर उसने बोला अच्छा इसका भी चेहरा सुंदर है अच्छा तू makeup करता है वो time पे there were no boys doing makeup उतना 
तो ठीक है इसको भी कैमरा के सामने खड़ा कर तो कुछ कुछ मोन्टाज ऐसी मस्ती मस्ती में कर लिए वो चीजें वायरल हो गई फिर फोन आने लगे एजेंसीज के और फिर ये मैगजीन वो मैगजीन खून जल जाता and i used to tell god like give give it to me like this is supposed to be mine and then god opened his doors in in abundance and i started then got so many opportunities to act and model and agency signed i lived in the same building as you <laughs> in the models apartment and yeah the career took off in 2018 and before that my glam actually changed everything when i went to my glam that was the time this was before section 377 and nobody was ready to put a boy up on camera and they were i wasn't even hired to do that i was hired just to help in product development and help them direct content and i had made a dummy video for a product that i had curated with them darpan sangvi thank you so much and um, malaika my manager they liked the video so much they just aired it and this was the first time there was a boy in a makeup commercial in india from a, from an indian brand and uh, every brand ran with it and then they realized that it was such a hit on the internet i started becoming the person who also started talking on camera and that was my playground my glam was my playground to learn body language in front of camera voice modulation understanding how excited i was how to tone it down grammatically correct myself how going to work and learning how to do the job that's amazing yeah and then people saw on the internet and netflix called and this person called and that person called and famous ho gaya mai fir i <laughs> was, love it it was very that and but there was no you know it's history this is history <laughs> but there was nothing planned so here's what i want to ask you so you said that you know when my glam and when of course darpan sangvi got you on board and you yeah. did content for them you were probably amongst the first boys in beauty in in the indian landscape especially of content i would say social media wise because i grew up watching men wear makeup all the time social media wise social i mean hardcore social media wise yeah, because hardcore. i feel like so many things happen behind closed doors but yeah. it's social media as much as we love to say it has its negative impacts the yeah. positive impact is that we really do have that platform to be able to share voice normalize yeah. Yeah. and just be our authentic selves if yeah. that's the way you're yeah. going with right and do you think that being amongst the first movers in the space was a big advantage that you had at your end um, because what what we look around now at, and we were having this conversation at the airport last week mm. while going for the Cosmo blogger awards right i and you me the i think we were all having this conversation where we realized that all of you who live in bombay and who mm. do fantastic content but there is a very i won't call it saturated because i feel like there is a long way to go for the boys yeah. in beauty space to be saturated but i do think that there is this unique advantage you guys have because a you are first movers mm. i can relate to that because first mover blogger over here amen um but i also think the fact that you're based in bombay can speak a certain way you have the dialect yeah. you have the access absolutely um what do you think worked in your favor or what do you think also didn't work in your favor at that time i think all of it worked for me um i think i was in the right time in the right place that works the most i always say talent is uh, overrated and oversaturated everybody is talented but not everybody is going to get a chance 
that's just the reality of it is what it is timing uh, is everything timing is everything but there, i always say ki if agar mera naam jaisan alan nahi hota aur mere baal blonde nahi hote aur mere paas thoda sa accent nahi hota english mein baat karne ka to sunne mein mera awaaz jaisan alan jaisa bahut na jingle nahi hota to shayad people would have not taken me seriously you know because i have been in the game and i've seen kids who have so much more talent and so much more caliber not taking away what i deserve of course i i deserve a lot more and more and more I'm but i girl. also going to say that I, i do look around and i go like these kids equally deserve but they may probably in some small city and small town and because probably they're doing a hindi reel so probably an, an e-commerce brand who wants to sell a lot of international Brands. brands they would not want to have that approach because it's not what you call look and feel of the brand mm-hmm. but what is look and feel of the brand by the end of the day because if you are trying i think colonialism if i have to like go that deep is so uh, deeply rooted ki abhi bhi half of the people i'm sure of jab podcast sunenge to bolenge hindi mein baat kar raha hai during the pandemic i went through major phases where i felt a sense of i think a lot of us did so it's not like this is a unique experience to me i felt this existential crisis where i said my job is so frivolous and stupid mm. and i'm going to be honest yeah we have we have fairly shallow jobs i'm not going to pretend like me giving you a foundation review is going to change our lives it's not it's going to make your makeup routine simpler but it's not going to make you a better human being Period. you know what i mean yeah and uh during the pandemic there was this huge sense of almost guilt weirdness why the fuck am i doing this i don't know how to explain yeah. it exactly but i found my calm in creating vlogs because yeah. you know how you're saying like on instagram let's say for example it is the highlight reel mm. you, you show the curated aspects of our life when the lighting's great and the makeup's on sometimes not on in some of our cases mm. but it's for a specific purpose for mm. me YouTube is the place where the curtains come down the pressure mm. is off i can be in a robe i can be in my night suit i can be braless and happy about it i can have my hair in a mess i've cried multiple times in my vlogs in days when i felt mm. like shit and initially way back i used to cut those parts out mm. but over the last year maybe i've just kept them in because i said you know what i want youtube to be everyone's safe space absolutely and i feel you would be so great at it because you and while you were saying <laughs> that that's what you struggled with yeah i can relate because i have been exactly there where i said yeah. i don't always want to present this polished version of me because it is not achievable mm. on an everyday basis and i don't want anyone who's watching my con- my content and consuming mm. me to feel like she has it all together because she doesn't baby she just doesn't like, on all days can i be a bitch and say something please do okay. <laughs> i want the claws to come out <laughs> not a claws but this is just something the way i process and it can people call me an absolute bitch so here we go i don't care and i don't want people to know me okay i don't want to share and i don't my instagram is not about something that i think people can achieve because you cannot achieve this i think i'm very beautiful and i'm very stunning and i think i am not struggling my content is not how to fix your eyeliner i i'm not teaching you that you figure it out i'm teaching i'm just going to show you how great an eyeliner looks on me my instagram is about all the great work that i am doing and it's more like my website than it is a place for people to come and find tutorials it's hey 
I got a brand campaign, ha, and a fad check, ha, and this is my vacation, ha. It's more of a flex. It's not a space that I've created for people to come and re- you can't relate to me. I'm a boy who's wearing a corset and a cross cross dressing and cinching my waist with seven inches heels and putting on makeup and I struggling hate you myself. on those days, just for the record. And that's the whole point. I want people I, to hate I, me on I, those I've, days. <laughs> I've, I've been around Jason on those red carpets, in those in those red loopers, yeah. and I've been like, you know what? I love you, but in this moment I fucking hate you. I'm <laughs> I glad you like that I hate you yeah. in those moments. I, the, the whole idea, I did not put on a dress to be like, oh my God, we love you, Jason. I want to piss people off. Okay, fine. I, I, that's the agenda. This is this is a new revelation for me and it makes me feel less bad about yeah. saying, Jason, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Get away from yes, here. Yes, work. And I love that. <laughs> I am not trying to be relatable. I In my head, if people can get in and they'll realize how big of a star I think I am, it's so scary. So it's not a safe space. I can't brain. decide whether <laughs> I want your level of self-confidence or whether I think you're fucking delusional. But it works. Yeah, whatever makes you happy, yeah. bro. I I'm, think if I see my... And it, it has worked because I felt like if... I didn't see myself in that light in my head. I would have not been in this profession probably having a podcast with you. Um, I have manifested it to that extent. You have to weirdly and like a psycho person believe in yourself so hard that, you know, the world can go south, but your narrative stays the same. My favorite I am. I'm like the next Oscar goes to Jason is and I am already planning how I'm walking and what I'm wearing and how I'm going to wave my hand. I love that. And that is literally what I, and I am not walking out of the house. I made struggles near how to wear a bed sheet like a sari. That is not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to find something from La- Lajpat Nagar. I'm not going to Lajpat Nagar. All the best. Uh, I'm wearing couture. I'm not going to be like DIY. I don't DIY. I'll hire a stylist. Uh, but no, like, I don't have those struggles. I'm not struggling. Hustle, those days are gone. We're not going back to the couch. Welcome to my personal favorite segment, Slide Into My DMs. This is where I take a peek into my guests' DMs. And yes, I'll be sharing mine too. In this no-holds-barred segment, we nosedive into our guests' inboxes, as well as messages from you to us from my Instagram. Buckle up for a potentially scandalous round of messages and some sweet ones too. Let's go! Okay, so we do this little segment over here Mm. on the pod called Slide Into My DMs. Okay. This is where... (laughs) Yeah, it's literally what the name suggests. This is where I want you to spill the tea on what you get in the DMs. Uh, my issue with people sending their... Dick pics? <laughs> you can say, you get dick pics in the DMs? Uh, yeah, but like really bad ones. But you want good ones. Yeah. That's the complaint. That's the complaint. Like, to clean up. It should not look like a crime scene. It's should like, like... Even the dick is sorry to be in the pick. So I want like creativity. That's what you, you, in this moment, let me just highlight you are asking for dick. No, I'm not asking for it. I'm saying if you are are. going to send one, I am a creative person. I go, my lighting is always perfect. What you wanted, bronzed and contoured with some highlighter? Face tune that shit. I don't care. I have some really disturbing images popping up in my head. (laughs) All I'm saying is be creative when you're sending... Anything, your hoo-hahs and your foo-foos. You like, are asking for hoo-hahs and foo-hahs. I'm not. I'm just you saying. Are. 
if you are go if you anyways they I'm taken I'm a married woman um who is asking for I'm saying if I have to see it face it better be good <laughs> that's all that I'm saying <laughs> no but apart from the who has what else are you getting in the dms because like mm-hmm. I I do know that there's a lot of shit that goes down in everyone's dms including mine I'm also a married woman but it's sometimes mm-hmm. really interesting once somebody sent me my own address and kept saying <gasps> they're going to show up and then they would just send it and keep saying show up and then once they, Did they also- show up to summarize it Jason <laughs> wants only face tuned dick pics may or may not reply to you with where to meet him <laughs> he's currently taken but if he wasn't there was potential for you to go on a date with him oh and uh, Listen, m- money is always great if you're going to have your heart broken anyway. So I agree yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah. I will come to your city and come to your check out. Like that was my attitude. <laughs> Like that was the I love that. Thank you for coming on the pod. Thank you for just being you more than Thank anything you. on this pod. Because I feel like uh, a lot of us, like I mentioned earlier and before, uh, you know, recording as well. You are unique in your own most special, most beautiful way. Oh, I love your journey. You. I'm so glad you have this incredible story to tell. Uh, I'm very grateful to have you in like IRL in my life. Oh my God, thank you. Because I do think that you are one of the people that really knows how to be authentic with with just no fucks to be given, which is really admirable. So thank you for coming on the pod. Thank you. I you just want to say whoever's listening to this one life. One life you get to be you. We never may get this back. So live. And thank you for having my back, Anam. Every time I was vulnerable. And thank you, Cherry, if you're listening to I Wish You Were Here. <laughs> you want to tell them to like your posts as well? I also, please, like my post. Build my algorithm. Paisa milta hai mereko. Thank you very much. And Anam ka bhi. Viral karum dono ko. Famous. Verified hai am dono. Or brand bhi heavy verified. With that, we're going to end this pod. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in for the next one. Every Wednesday, there's new episodes. See you then.